You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to South Bay Church. Excited to be here today. It's so good to see everybody. Uh, me and my wife have been up in Flagstaff for a couple weeks. We were uh, blessed to be a part of a church planning up there last summer. And uh, we were asked to come back for a couple weeks to help to encourage some of the brothers and sisters up there. And it's been amazing to see what God's been doing up there. Um, you know, just the growth, not just in the numbers, but in, in, in the spiritual lives of, uh, of the brothers and sisters. Um, and it's really been amazing. But So needless to say, it's been a little bit of a chaotic few days, getting back in town, getting adjusted, trying to get ready for today. Um, I think the fact that my breakfast was a corn dog and an energy drink says a lot. Um, <laughs> You know, my my wife was up at her parents picking up the kids, so amen, you know. Um, You know, and and another thing, I forgot to tell Rhett, my eyesight's very bad, and uh, the print on this is pretty small, so please be patient with me if I do a little more reading than normal, so. um, But doesn't it feel good to be out here in the park today, just to to see the beautiful sky, the the green trees, um, just God's creation, Um, you know, and every time I'm out in nature, you know, whether it was up in Flagstaff, up in the mountains with the pines, or here, Right, I think about Genesis 1, the, the, God's creation, right? And he created the light, and he created the expanses. Um, it says that he created the land and the water. He created the sun, moon, and stars, and they governed the seasons. Um, he created all the creatures, big and small, and he created us. You know, his greatest creation. You know, and I want you guys to think about something for a minute. Before creation ever came to be, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit were in perfect harmony. So why did they create everything? Because they didn't need to. They didn't, they didn't need any of it. They had everything they ever needed. But they did it because they did it with us in mind. It says in Ephesians 1.4, 1, 1, it says that he chose us before the foundation of the world, before all of creation. You know, and he thought about everything. He thought about what we would enjoy, what we would find beautiful. He, 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 I mean, think about the sunsets. It's like a painting. Right? It's this beautiful painting that he created just for us. You know, the trees, everything. Like, everything he created, he did it with us in mind. You know, and and much like first-time parents, and I know we have a few of them in the fellowship, there's so much that goes into thoughts of, like, building a nursery. You know, and when I think about the world, it's kind of like our nursery, right? You know, we want the perfect space for our kids. We plan and we prep and we do all this stuff for them, right? And then as they get older, we continue to create things and design things for their lives. You know, we, we put toys together. We, we build playground sets. Uh, some of you more artistic people might even paint murals on the walls for your kids. That's not me. Um, you know, and, and they plan for the future, right? They put things in place for, because they love their kids and they want what's best for them. You know, and in um, Psalms 8, 3 through 4, it says this. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? And I just love that scripture, you know? Who are we that the creator of the universe is mindful of us? That he created all of this with us in mind. You know, and, and if that can't humble you a little bit and really make you think about how much we're loved, it's just, it's amazing. You know, and you see, God designed life for us in mind. He designed everything, you know, and, and that, that kind of leads to it, right? Like, all of this he created for us, and he even created the seasons, and that's the lesson of the, uh, of the message today is seasons, you know. Um, and when you think about the seasons, they're all very unique, right? You have the fall, okay? 
the, the, the fall, the weather starts to get a little bit crisp. The leaves start to fall off the trees. I read somewhere that the reason why the leaves fall off the trees in the fall is because when the winter comes, the winds and the rain and the snow, it, they become too heavy if the leaves are on and it causes the branches to break. So for the tree to live, they lose their leaves. I thought that was pretty amazing, just the intricacies of God's creation. Um, you know, and I vividly remember, and I don't know if you guys have ever smelled this, but when I was a kid, a little bit before Halloween, there was always this smell of fall. It was like there was, there was just that one night that you'd walk out of the house, and it was like Halloween's almost here. It, it's, right, it, it's, it's right here, and you'd get excited, right? And I can never pinpoint what it was. I mean, who knows? It could have been the fireplaces, this, that, and the other, and it all blended into some smell that started leading up to the holidays. But I just remember that so fondly, that smell and that excitement that I would get. You know, and then there's the winter, right? Um, anywhere else in the country... They're dealing with different, different temperatures, right? It's not going to be like this in December, right? So it starts to get cold, right? The rain and the snow comes. Activities change. Uh, the coats come out. The holidays arrive. And for many of us, so do the pounds, right? Um, then there's the spring, you know, and this, it starts to get warmed up. And the spring is a time of new beginnings, okay? The plants begin to grow again. The flowers bloom, right? Hibernating animals awake. The coats get left at home. Um, you know, and then that leads us into the summer, which we're at now, you know, and, and summer's amazing, right? The weather is great, and, and, you know, the kids are out of school. It can be a beautiful time of the year of, of vacations and, and uh, adventures and excitement and spending time with people, and there's so many amazing things that come, come through the season of summer, um, you know, and through all the uniqueness of these seasons, there's one thing that is true, and this is my first point today, is that seasons change, Right? And for many of us, we've been going through a lot the last couple years, okay? We've been in, in some pretty tough seasons as, as individuals, as a community, right? You, you, look at, <clears throat> you look at, you know, COVID, the civil unrests. You look at gun violence, the school shootings, um, and so many other things that are going on in this war, the war in the Ukraine, just so many things. I could go on and on and on and on, right? Um, and sometimes it's really hard to make sense of it. It just doesn't make sense, right? It's hard to rectify this beautiful place that we live in that God created for us with all the co- conflict and, and the chaos that's going on around us. Um, and for each one of us personally, you know, we experience many seasons in our lives, in our spiritual walks, we, we, seasons in our relationships with other people, right? And, and sometimes they'll become strained. Um, and, it's a, and life is a series of seasons. You know, it, it's, I think we think when we come to Jesus, when we, when we give our lives to, to Christ, that we're not going to experience these things anymore, right? That initial joy and that love that we had when we first, when we first went under the waters of baptism was just going to solve everything. And we wouldn't have, we would be exempt from these issues that we deal with today. And it's just not the case, right? Like God uses these seasons in our life. Um, And there's a parallel between the seasons of nature and the seasons in our life. You know, some good, some bad, some indifferent, uh, but none of us are exempt and they're all unavoidable. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 4 says this, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, and a time to mourn and a time to dance. And it goes on for four more verses, right? Talking about this contrast in life, these different seasons that we go through in our lives. Um, you know, and, it, and this verse really exemplifies life, 
I mean, it, the, the, it, it's so drastically different from one season to the next in our lives, um, you know, and, and the unpredictability that comes with it. <clears throat> you know, and I've experienced many seasons in my personal life, lots of them, okay? And, and uh, you know, I want to share some of that with you. And it was tough because there's so much. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a pretty up and down life. A lot of things have happened, right? But overall, you know, I, I had a fairly normal youth, right? I grew up in Torrance, had a loving mother and father, um, you know, went, went to a private school, had all these things in place for me to really flourish and, and have, a, have a really good life, right? Um, but as me and my brother got older, we started to drift. Um, I, I was introduced by my brother to a lot of things that I probably had no business ever being introduced to. Um, you know, and it kind of sent me down a path. You know, and I remember being at like 10 or 11 sitting in family therapy sessions because of things that were going on with my brother and just thinking, like, why am I here? Like, why am I having to go through this? And I remember, like, just this bitterness. Um, and I didn't really know how much bitterness I had for that time until we went through the EHS. And I sat there and go, went, like, man, like, I have a lot of unresolved frustrations and angers over my youth that I, 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 didn't, even, I didn't even consider, right? Um, but as the time came as a teenager, I, I started heading down a fairly dark path. Um, even at a young age, I was around a lot of violence. I grew up in Torrance, but we didn't hang out in Torrance, right? Um, and I became very, fairly angry. I was a very angry and violent person, um, you know, and I got involved real heavily in drugs um, at a very young age um, and, and, and selling and everything that goes along with it. And all that just exasperated all these feelings that I had inside of me. Um, you know, and, and I went to El Camino College, and eventually, you know, I got a Division I scholarship for football, and I thought, this is my opportunity to leave all this stuff behind. Like, I'm done. Like, here I am. I'm gone, right? This is my opportunity. Um, but sadly to say, once I got up there, I was back to business as usual. The semester after my final season, I ended up getting arrested. Um, I, I was facing five felonies. Um, you know, and I, I went to school for all these years to become a teacher, and now everything I had worked for is gone. There was no way I could teach with a felony on my record. Um, and I just remember, I, we worked so hard with this lawyer to try to get the prosecutor to drop it down, and the best they would give me was a felony and a misdemeanor, which was better, but I still would never be able to teach. And I think they were trying to make an example of me, because at that time, a lot of the football players up there were causing some havoc, and it was like, okay, let's make this guy the poster boy. Let's set the example. And so I remember walking into court that day, you know, just, okay, let me get this over with. Let me get my probation going, and let me figure out what I'm going to do in life. And I walked in, and I looked over at the prosecuting table, and it, and it was my old lawyer, um, a guy I had hired that ended up leaving and going over to the, to, to the prosecution, right? And I, so he waved, whatever, he said hi. So I sat down, and the judge walks in, and he's like, Mr. Winkler. And he goes through this laundry list of all these different consequences that I dealt with right? Getting kicked out of school, having to move home to LA, paying full restitution, how it was my first, my first offense and all this stuff. And he said, you know, Mr. Winkler, I feel like you've, you've been, you've dealt with enough consequences. I'm recommending misdemeanor time served. And I had no idea what that meant. I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, he looked over at the prosecutor, which was my old lawyer, just happened to be filling in that day. And he said, would that be okay with you? And he winked at me and he said, that would be fine. So I, I'm, I still don't know what's going on. We walk out of the court that day. I go to my lawyer. Hey, where do I go check in for probation? He's like, no, I don't think you get it. And I'm like, well, what am I not getting? He's like, you have no probation. You have no felony. Everything is off your record. And, you know, by this time, my family were disciples. 
And they'd have been talking to me for a long time. And at that moment, right in that moment, I knew there was a God. I knew there was someone that, was, that loved me. I knew there was someone that had, had my back. And I knew that there was someone that I could always rely on. You know? And that was the beginning of me turning my life, or allowing God to turn my life around. Um, you know, and it was a really good season of my life. Okay? Uh, God was teaching me many things. I was working with youth. I finally had purpose in my life. Um, you know, I was getting close to graduation and, and finalizing this whole chapter of my life, and, and, and it was just an exciting time, right? I really felt for once in my life that I had a true purpose. Um, and, but during that time, uh, my, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Um, he had lung cancer, and uh, we were on a vacation in, in Las Vegas, and, and, and I didn't know it, but he had coughed, and, and, and in the napkin there was blood. Um, and later when we got home, you know, he told me what was going on, and so when I graduated, I moved home to help to take care of him and my mom, who also had severe emphysema. She was on oxygen for, I don't know, a decade at this point. Um, so I moved home. And when I moved home, I didn't get plugged into the church. I didn't get bl- plugged into a fellowship, right? I kind of just tried to do it on my own. I just figured, okay, I'm going to focus on taking care of my parents. I'm going to focus on my new job, trying to get acclimated to be, being a teacher and, and go from there. Um, you know, my, my dad's cancer at that point continued to progress, right? And, and he ended up passing away. Um, and I walked out one morning when I was on the way to work, and I, I looked over at him, and his oxygen was out of his nose, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I didn't, I didn't see his heart. Like, I didn't see movement. And I, I went up to him, and, and he had left us. Um, and it was really difficult, right? But it was, it was a strange time because about a month before he passed away, there were some brothers from the church that studied the Bible out with him. And a month before he, he, he passed, he was baptized in a horse trough in our garage. And so I had all these weird emotions I didn't know what to do with, right? Like, it, like if you went to his funeral, it was a celebration. It was unbelievable. Like, everyone who went said, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why are you guys giggling and laughing? Why is this, like, su- such an upbeat funeral? Your dad just passed. And I'm like, you don't, you don't get it. He has salvation. Right? But underneath all that, there was this underlying sadness that I, I, I just... I, I repressed, I pushed down. Um, and it, it, two years later, my mom passed, right? And at this point, I was, I was in a weird situation because all these emotions from my mom passing were there. And then now, all of a sudden, all these emotions from my dad passing started to bubble up. And I didn't know what to do with them, to be honest with you. I, 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 you know, looking back now, I understood where I was at. And what I was, was is I was very angry with God. You know, like, I've been baptized, I gave my life to you, and you took my parents. And that's just where I was at, but I didn't even know it, right? Like, I was so blind to where I was really at, I didn't know. Um, And so, during that time, me and my wife, Natalie, who's around here somewhere, uh, we were, there she is with my two kids, probably causing havoc, but we were, uh, we were dating at this time, okay? And she was there for me, you know, when my mom passed away, and um, and she was trying to be a support to me, but I just needed that what she could give wasn't enough because I was no longer looking to God. Um, and then, you know, there was this quote, and I think it was Rhett that did it on his social media, um, by a psychiatrist called Viktor Frankl. It said that, which really sums up where I was at. It says, when a person can't find deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. And that's exactly what I did. And it started off innocent, right? It started off with vacations. I was in Ensenada, I was in Vegas, I was every week and I was gone. And, and I didn't know I was running from anything. I was just figured, hey, I got money, I don't have to take care of my parents anymore, I'm going to go and live life, right? 
And then those, then I, you know, I even went to Germany for the World Cup to honor my dad. That was my way of honoring his memory because he was he, he came over from Germany when he was seven. Things right, it was just running it. Eventually, all that led to me. It, it, it became about the women, right? Because the vacations weren't enough anymore. You know, I never thought about how it would hurt Natalie or any of that. I was just like, okay, whatever I need to do to numb the pain, that's what I'm going to go after. Pretty soon, the women weren't enough. I started drinking heavily again. I got back in drinking, and then, you know, I'd go out every night, and eventually I started using drugs, right, just, just to counteract the alcohol so I could stay up later and enjoy things. And then there was a really bad and dark twist for me. When I started, when it stopped being drugs to help the alcohol, it started being alcohol to numb the drugs, that's when things got very bad for me. Um, and, 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 you know, it was, it was tough. And I remember I got to a point at this point, Nat had left. She had enough. She was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I love you. I'm scared to death that I'm going to come, come over one day and you're not going to be alive, but I can't do this anymore. You know, and I, and I remember there was one day where I was sitting in the den of my house, the house that was getting foreclosed because I stopped paying my rent and my mortgage with no, no savings in my account anymore at like 3 a.m., with a pile of cocaine sitting on my table, and an immense overflow of sadness hit me. And I was just crushed, right? And at the time, I really thought it was just like, you know, it was because of all the circumstances, because of all the stupid things I did. But looking back now, I realized it was just because I couldn't hear God's voice anymore. I never felt so alone in my life. Right? Like, I, I was really, like, to the point of despair. Like, do I really want to be alive anymore? Right? And it was, it's interesting because my brother, right? Me and my brother have a very interesting relationship, a very interesting past. Um, we did a lot of the same things. I think I kind of blame him for some of it, all that, right? But he came up to me one day and he said, hey, dude, he's like, look, if you got a broken leg, would you go to the emergency room? And I, I was like, that's kind of a stupid question, right? Like, of course I'm going to go to the emergency He's like, well, look, it's clear to everybody else that you are clinically depressed and you're doing nothing to get help. And it's like I was blown away by him telling me this. I, I, I was just like, wow. I, I, I didn't even see it. I was, the enemy completely blinded me of it, right? Um, and that was kind of the beginning of me heading off into a different direction in my life, right? It, it was that woke you know, and through this process, um, you know, through this process and all the layers being pulled back, it eventually brought me and Natalie back together, right? And, uh, and, he, and he wasn't just talking to me anymore, like, from this point. He was also talking to her. Um, you know, we ended up getting married in 2017. You know, in 2018, Natalie gave her life to Jesus and was baptized. You know, and I, and I was restored that same year. Um, you know, and God, God has since blessed us just amazingly. We have two beautiful sons, Abel and Silas. Si Abel's three and Silas is nine months. Um, you know, we have this amazing family. We have our amazing church family. Um, you know, just the power of his redemption, right? And life's not easy. We're still in the season, right? We're, we're, in, we're in the stage of parenting two young children. Life is completely chaotic, okay? There's days where I feel like a complete failure as a father, right? And just completely and utterly overwhelmed. But the one thing I know now is God is still with me, that God has never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's always loved me. He's always had me in mind. And he never let me go, 
through all of that. And, I, and now looking back, I can see his hand in everything. You know, and, and I praise God for that time. People always ask me, if you could throw that away and, and give up that time, would you? And I wouldn't. And the reason I wouldn't is because I was very prideful in my walk. And it took that to humble me to fully understand God's grace and Jesus' love for me. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. My house, my savings, my, the job I lost, none of that. I wouldn't trade it for anything because what I have now through Jesus and my understanding of that is so much greater. You know, and it says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, he said, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has set eternity in the human hearts. No one can fathom what, has, what God has done from the beginning to end. There is no way at the beginning of this I could see what was going to happen in the end. There's no way. Many of you are sitting in seasons right now where you don't see the other end of it. But God is with you and God is there. And believe that and trust that. Okay? Believe it. Take it from someone who's been there and knows that like, God is still there. And you will come out the other side. You know, and that leads me to my second point. It's just God is the constant. He always was. It says, I want to share with you a letter from a dad uh, to his kids. And he looked at the world and he knew his children were going to go through a bunch of really tough seasons in life. And it really broke his heart, his heart, right? And so he thought, well, what could I do, right? Whether I'm here or not, what can I do? So he decided to write the letter. And he wrote them this love letter and he poured out his heart to them. He wrote down everything that, that they knew they would need in life to weather the seasons. He shared with them about their family and the many trials and tribulations they had gone through up to that point, but the many life lessons that they learned through it. He expressed to them his tremendous love for them, and he knew that, they needed, that what they needed to know was that they were loved. He explained to them what pitfalls to avoid in life, that loving and serving others was the most important thing that one can do, and it's that love that will alter not only their lives, but the lives of everyone around them. He emphasized with them that the world they live in can be tough, that people in general are very flawed, um, and, but they must have patience and be willing to forgive. He emphasized that many things will be out of their control and wanted his children to know that they can live an abundant life regardless of any obstacle or trials that they would face. He pleaded with them to embrace the truth that each one has an important purpose for their lives, that each one of them was uniquely special and uniquely gifted. And he pointed out that the unique qualities and personalities that each one of them had, if they would just embrace those differences, they would flourish. For them, out of the abundance of his love. He wanted them to always believe that experiencing true joy in this life was possible. And that joy is not fickle. It is not fleeting like all the other emotions. It, it, it's, it's something that they could grab a hold on. And if they can just mold, their, it would mold their perspective and their approach to life. And he promised his kids that they would never be alone that he would always be with them. He stressed to them that everything that he'd ever done has been for them. He created things for them. He sacrificed for them. He fought for them. He had patience with them. And he did it all because of the deep love he had for each one of them. He signed the, the tear-drenched letter, Love Dad. See, this love letter, it's the Bible. And this dad is our God. And he wrote this letter to each one of us. He poured his heart out to us. And if you haven't been in it to really dig deep and, and see what God thinks of you, to what God has designed for you, I encourage you to do that. To dig in, to grab a hold of it, because the truths that are in there will, are life-changing. They will change everything in your life for this, on this side of, the, of eternity and beyond.
So I want to leave you with two questions before we get into communion. What season are you in? Really? Because a lot of times we can fool ourselves thinking we're somewhere where we're not. I did it for years. I had all that under, underlying stuff that I had no idea was there until it came out. So spend some time thinking about that question. And the second one, what are you holding on to? The changes of life or the constant of God? Because one of them will help you to stand firm, and one of them is like shifting sand. You know, and that leads me into the communion part of the message today. You know, and being that it's June, and it's graduation season, okay, I wanted to share something I saw with you on, on video. So Wiley College, it's a historic black college in Texas, okay? And at the graduation commencement, the president got up in front of the entire uh, graduating class like this, and he said this. He said... With, to the amazement of the students, of course, you are debt-free. You do not own the college a penny. If you have a balance, you had a balance. You no longer have a balance. And you see, there was an anonymous donor that donated money to pay for the entire, the entire debt and tuition of the entire, the entire graduating class. Can you imagine that? And I wish excitement and the joy that was coming from everybody. It was unbelievable, right? It just really hit me. Um, and, and to think about how Jesus did that for us, right? He wiped our debt away. Um, it says in, in Colossians 2, 13 through 14, it says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all of our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. You know, the debt of our sin has been canceled. He wiped it clean. We don't have an anonymous donor. We know who it is, right? And, and we can gravitate to him every day. You know, in Hebrews 13, it said, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, he's the same, just as God is. And, and right before I pray, I just want to read these, these quick lyrics of this song to you that I've been really focusing on. I want you to think about this as you take the cup. Right, the, the bread representing Jesus' body and the blood representing the blood that was shed. Um, I also have a little disclaimer. Be careful with the cups. I heard they spill. Okay, we only use them outside, so uh, be careful. But listen to these words. Every time I kind of feel down now, I listen to this song. It's called Before and After. And it says this. I'm a picture of your faithfulness. The miracle in process. God, I never would have, I never would have guessed that you are working in the darkness. And then it goes on and talks about this is the before and after. And he says, you taught my heart to beat again when everything felt lifeless. And you lifted me up out of the depths and you gave me back my purpose. There is a new light in my eyes. And it says, from the ashes you made beautiful things. I know because you did it in me. And I think all of us can look back on our time when we first came to Jesus and realize that he has done that in each one of us. So just focus on that as we pray, um, you know, and just meditate on what Jesus did for us. Uh, Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for uh, who you are, that no matter what seasons in our lives happen, God, that you are a constant, you are there, you never walk away from us, you never forsake us. Um, sometimes we may not hear your voice, God, but you're still speaking, sometimes in a whisper. Uh, I just pray, God, that as we, as we come to you, um, to take your body and, uh, body and blood, Lord, that uh, the gravity of it 
is, is there, that the excitement and the celebration of it is there. Um, and we can just really uh, come to you right now humbly, confess our sins, and, and know, God, that uh, we have been forgiven. God, we love you so much, and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.